episode of the Classy Chicks podcast. Today I have on with me someone who I actually met through the fashion company that I write for Culture of Life Fashion. Her name is Bibi, and we're going to be talking a little bit about, about her, her story, um, how she's involved with Culture of Life Fashion, and just a little bit from there. Uh, but first, Bibi, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Hi, I'm Bibi. Um, I am 26 years old. I am a proud Texan, although I'm originally from Southern California. Um, the Navy brought me here. I served in the Navy for seven years and uh, ended up just staying in Texas with my husband. And I have a, a five-month-old baby boy who is actually wearing his Culture of Life onesie right now. And um, yeah, I met Savannah through Culture of Life and we've chatted on Instagram and it's just such a, a pleasure to get to finally kind of talk with you face to face. Yes, yes. I'm so excited to hear more about your story. And I love when I see, so this podcast, obviously a lot of our listeners are younger, high school, early college age. And I love mm-hmm. when I see a young woman who's living out motherhood so beautifully on Instagram. And that's, that's kind of what I, what I see with you. And so I want to kind of talk a little bit more about, um, about basically your story, how, how you came to be a young mother and how, why you feel that it's your ministry to share about this and then how you got involved with culture of life. But first we're going to start as we always do with our classy and trashy moments. So did you think of a classy moment from this past week? Okay. So classy, I, um, well, I think it's classy. Some people would maybe argue that it's trashy because there's definitely a group of people (laughs) don't like it but I decorated for Christmas and I think it's classy because it's okay happy and cheerful obviously there are some people that are very feel that's a controversial one (laughs) I know I think it's classy because it's my son's first Christmas I wanted to get the decorations up early so we could really see them and um trashy gosh I definitely trashy I procrastinated a lot on homework this week (laughs) Yeah, family fair. coming. My mind was just elsewhere. So I procrastination was my trashy thing this week for sure. Yeah, it's definitely that time of the year when uh, many things get put before work and school and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. Yes. No, I, I think that I, I like your classy moment. Um, I do. I think that it's like that time where it's like, you can decorate for Christmas. You know, it's like some people will hate on you for, but it's not like you're decorating before Halloween or anything. It's not anything crazy like that. It's right before Thanksgiving, but right after Thanksgiving, everybody starts decorating, so. Exactly, yeah. And the way I see it is, I don't really have like Halloween decorations. Like like I don't have like spooky Halloween decorations. Right. So the decorations that I would have for Thanksgiving are kind of the same as like my fall decorations. And I've mm-hmm. had those up since September. And so I exactly. get more to decorate for Christmas. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. No. And it's your son's first Christmas. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, so my classy moment is, well, I think my classy moment would be, I um, was nannying overnight for this little girl who I, I nanny for, but we were, I was nannying overnight for her this weekend and we just, we just had a blast. And I just, I love, I love kids, but I, and I nanny for a couple different families, but this girl in particular, she's 10 years old and she's just like the funnest person in the world. Oh my God, what a fun age. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a fun age, such a cool age of like 
kind of growing up, like not really into like playing with dolls and stuff anymore, like kind of wanting to like go out to dinner and like go to the beach, you know, but still like being that like kid self where like you want to like run around and play hide and seek. So <laughs> it's just a very fun age. Uh, so that's my classy moment. My trashy moment. Oh, I had a good one and now I don't remember. Oh, my trashy moment is that I was, I was like eating pasta in the car yesterday and it wasn't red sauce pasta or anything but I went over a bump and I like spilled it all over myself and it was gross oh. it, was like, it was like oil pasta and I was wearing sweatpants and so I had stains all over myself oh, no. I think I had a change of clothes but we that was all been moment. there <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a trashy moment so yeah th- those are our classy and trashy moments and all right so I kind of want to start out with before we go into kind of kind of your whole story, how did you get involved with Culture of Life Fashion? What happened? Did they reach out to you? Did you find them? Yeah. Um, I so it, I found them on Instagram, and okay. it was actually through. Oh gosh, let me think. Okay, so it was a cute servative, um, and if you follow like Poppytics, you know what the cute servatives right, right. are. If you know, you know, and um, <laughs> she she had like. We had, so my favorite animal is the manatee and this particular conservative, her favorite animal is the manatees. And we were like kind of talking about that. Mm-hmm. And I saw on her page um, that she like had a code for this pro-life fashion brand. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I've never, you know, seen something like this. What, what a positive influence. And I used her code, you know, and I bought, I think it was like a t-shirt. I want to say it was the first thing I bought from Culture of Life. And okay. then- I had shared a picture and I started following them and I just fell in love with their family. They're just such a wonderful group of ladies. And I loved what they were doing, their mission, you know, for the pro-life movement and, you know, just what they're bringing to the table. I think it's so just incredible. And I think I ended up doing like their application to be a uh, life triber, I guess is what you would call it. And it just kind of started from there. They've been such a blessing and even though I've never met them in real life, I feel mm-hmm. like I already have because we've chit-chatted so much on social media and um, right. I just love them so much. I love that brand. It's just, they're amazing. Honestly, I don't even know what else to say. They're just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, it's so funny. We, we're not going to have the video recording of this, but <laughs> there's a little, the little baby is just, what's his name? Theodore. Theodore. Theodore is participating. We call him Teddy most of the time, though. (laughs) Teddy's participating in this live chat. He is, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yes, so Culture of Life is amazing. And what is, you know, there's so many. I mean, I I talk about them so much. I work for a couple different pro life organizations, and I probably talk about Culture of Life fashion the most because I wear their stuff. I'm literally wearing one of their dresses right now. Me too. I, oh, I'm not wearing a dress, but I'm wearing their headband. I love that. I wear their stuff all the time and people always ask me about it. And I think, yeah. you know, there's right now, there are so many different ways to be involved in the pro-life movement. And there are so many different kind of demographics of the pro-life movement to minister to. And I think that one of the most important demographics to minister to is to, is young women. And I think that culture of life fashion does the best oh, yeah. job because, you know, young women aren't going to see 
in, in general, most young women aren't going to see a gory graphic abortion video and be like, I want to join this movement, right? They're going to be like, oh, that's awful. But like, keep me away from that. Like, I don't need that in my life, you know? Um, but they are going to see this, this beautiful fashion brand with these girls who are obviously super happy and living a super fulfilled life and be like, I want, I, I kind of, I want what that is, you know, I want what they have. And so in that way, I think that culture of life fashion is, is just such, such a, such a good thing for our time in particular. Absolutely. And it, it the way it influences the cultures that kind of is what a young woman's life revolves around. Think about it, fashion. You're right. Every girl loves clothes and the fashion industry is obviously very pro-choice. Um, and so it's, it's just amazing to see a wonderful family unit, a group of girls, a mother and her daughters really kind of pioneering this path into that world that is very opposite of them. And it's this positive influence for young women who are interested in clothes, who are interested in, you know, this kind of that, that realm. Right. And it, it kind of that, uh, the saying that we have to like change culture and stuff like that. I, I think that is just exactly what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's funny because I'm actually just finishing up a blog about, um, about all the, the, basically the naughty and nice list, right? The, the list of brands that support Planned Parenthood yeah. and then the list of brands that support life. And every year we have to add all these names of these companies that support abortion. And we don't, it's not like we really take any off the list who decide to support life. And yeah. so it's just every year there's more and more and more bad. And this, this company is coming in to just be a light of good. And I think that there's so much potential to, to change hearts and minds because mm -hmm. as well, not, not even just, you know, the, the girls who are going to see this, but the random people who see this, I mean, whenever you wear, especially now, especially now that Roe v. Wade was overturned, what a huge deal that was, especially in June, and everyone was talking about it. Well, now when you go into coffee shops, when you go into restaurants, and you're wearing your 1972 jewelry, you're wearing 1972 hat, and especially like young people like us who, there, people, I don't know if people have ever told you this, but they're like, you weren't born in 1972, like why? Are yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, oh gosh, yeah. It's just a conversation starter there, you know, because maybe two years ago, people didn't really know what Roe v. Wade was, you know, they'd be like, they, they'd heard of abortion, but maybe they weren't particularly sure. Well, now everyone knows, everybody knows, Ooh. everybody has an opinion on it, and everybody either wants to have a discussion on it, or will definitely listen to you talk about it, because yeah. they want to hear what you have to say. That conversation starter, and you're absolutely right. I wear... I love my 1972 pins so much. I wear those all the time. Um, and I mean, you can even ask my husband yesterday, we went to dinner and I was wearing my culture of life beanie and my, uh, my son and I have matching t-shirts from culture of life. And I was wearing my, my mama t-shirt and, um, someone was like, Oh, what's COL 1972. Right. <laughs> well, it's great that you asked, you know, and it kind of lets you segue into that conversation. And, um, one, I think last year for Veterans Day, my school asked me to give a speech um, talking about my dad. My dad's a retired Marine, but he's originally from Vietnam. And I wore, I like, I usually wear a 1972 pin every day. And I was wearing my pearl pin 
And this, there was a Senator there who had donated a bunch of money to the school to help us get like a veteran center built. Mm -hmm. And this Senator, I honestly don't remember his name to be honest with you, but um, he had asked me what the pin was when we were going around like shaking hands and stuff. Right. And he's like, Oh, what's 1972. And I was like, well, it's a pro-life fashion brand that I'm involved with. And, you know, I kind of went on and on. And I don't think that he really appreciated that, to be honest. But I thought it was really cool that he, even he asked what that was, you know. Well, so. exactly. And he, yeah, yeah. And even if he didn't appreciate it in the moment, you know, the fact that you were wearing it, I mean, the fact that you sparked a thought in his head about it, you yeah. know, to maybe go research into it a little bit more. Mm. But yeah, before we go on talking, we could talk about culture of life this whole podcast. I know, but, honestly. <laughs> but I want to hear a little bit more about you. Tell, like, tell us your story, a brief story, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um. Well, I, I don't know. I guess I'll kind of start since this is geared towards young women and like the high school age. I'll kind of start in high school. Um. I. I come from a very blended family. So um, I've had a lot of step parents. I love my parents to death. My mom and dad are amazing. They did the best that they could. And I think that they raised me and my siblings extremely well. Um, but I never really had a good example of a healthy relationship in my life. Um, I remember a lot of like yelling and screaming and fighting growing up between like my parents and step parents and stuff like that. And it was never, it kind of, at a very young age made me feel like I never really wanted to get married because that's what marriage was to me. It was mm -hmm. very negative um, and hurtful and just didn't look like something I wanted. And yeah. in high school, I had a lot of girlfriends who, um, who like already had their weddings planned, right? They were just, mm -hmm. they dreamt of that day. They dreamt of having a family and doing all these things. And not that I, necessarily like hated on that but I just felt like I don't want that for myself because I'm going to end up in that same situation and I'm going to get hurt and I don't want to feel that I don't want to go through what I have seen right and I graduated high school um I didn't I got into a really unhealthy relationship in high school um and basically I didn't really have any good examples to follow and you know I come from a Christian household I was raised to know the Lord and a very conservative family and things like that, but I didn't really have, you know, I didn't really get that healthy view of relationships. And so after high school, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up yet. Right. Cause not everyone knows at that moment right. in a graduating high school, it's so chaotic and life just starts to move so fast. Um, but the one thing I did know was that I wanted to serve my country. I want to join the military. Like my dad, my dad is a really big influence in my life in that regard. So I decided that I was going to do that first. Wow. And I joined the Navy and life just kind of took off from there. Um, I ended up being a CTI, which is a cryptologic technician interpretive. Um, if you're in the Navy, you might know what that is. If not, it sounds like. Yeah, I've, I've never heard that before, but okay. Um, <laughs> but it's basically like a computer analyst and a linguist kind of mushed together. Um, I did that for seven years. I was in the Navy for seven years and throughout that time, I also had a lot of really bad relationships. I, that were hurtful and harmful to me. And then things that I did to others that weren't really great as far as like relationships go. And I was feeling really lost and I had a really bad 
um, experience at a church. I lost a really good friend of mine. We, um, it was kind of like we went through something together at this church and I, I was seeking God. I was trying to find, you know, a church home. I was, you know, on my own and we ended up kind of going through a negative experience there. And from that experience, it was like, I went one way and she went the other mm-hmm. and I lost my best friend. Um, I had just fallen out of a relationship. And so life was just really, really uh, negative and it felt like, um, sorry, my son's talking. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to just give up. Um, I went through kind of like, I guess like a little bit of depression and I'm, I'm really glad that God didn't give up on me. And because I felt like I wanted to give up on him, especially losing my best friend. And like I said, I kind of went one way and she went the other. And the way I went was I, I still had hope a little bit. And I knew that like the joy comes in the morning. So I just was like, I'm going to keep pushing. I'm just going to keep trying. I'll get through this. You know, it was really difficult. Um, And then, you know, she went the other way and it kind of turned to like alcohol and just like a little bit more of like a negative lifestyle, I guess. And uh, having to go through that. And then um, my life kind of started to turn around when I met my husband, we were really close. We were really good friends. We worked together and he and I just became really good friends. We were friends for a long time. And I, in my personal life, kind of outside of work and outside of um, friendships and stuff like that, I had um, found a church home and was really trying to just like seek the Lord and uh, get into the word more. And I felt like my life was getting back on track. And I still definitely didn't really want to be a wife. I didn't really want to get married. I'd said like, you know, maybe when I'm 30, I'll get married and maybe have kids. I don't know. I still kind of had like that negative view of it just from, you know, growing up. And I ended up meeting my husband and he, God, I kind of feel like God laughs at us sometimes because you'll think in your head that you want something so bad and you have it all figured out and you have this path that you're just going to, you're going to go down and it's your will. It's your plan. Right. But that's not how it works. Right. It is God's will. And I was thinking the other day, as I was on a walk with my son, how beautiful that is, that it is God's will and not our will, because if it was my will, my life would be so not what it is right now. I would be not, it, it wouldn't be as fulfilling. It wouldn't be as purposeful. And it wouldn't be as beautiful and, and amazing as it is right now. You know, I think about the things that I wanted back then. I wanted these relationships to work out so badly that they just weren't meant to be. They weren't a part of God's plan for me. And I wanted these friendships to work out so bad, but they just weren't a part of God's plan for me. And it, I remember being in those moments, you know, feeling like, why, why are you taking these away from me? Why is this not working out? And sometimes you don't really realize you don't, get that answer until later on. And then you're kind of like, Oh, okay, God, I get, Mm -hmm. I I get it now. You know, it, it, all things work out in the end and he has a plan to prosper us. And, um, looking at my life now, I am a mom, I'm a wife. My husband and I have been married for for almost five years now and I have a five month old son and thinking about the relationships and the friendships that I've, you know, lost in the past and kind of even like, the path that I was on career wise, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure I was going to stay in the Navy. 
all these things. I wanted to be like, you know, I guess the the boss babe, right? I thought, oh, I'm an independent woman. I don't need a husband and all of these things. And that that's a really popular thing in culture right now is that independent woman don't need no man, boss babe type thing. And I thought that that was great. I wanted that. Um, and it's really not that great. <laughs> Chasing after that definitely wasn't as fulfilling as, you know, finding the love of my life and becoming a mom. Um, like, you know, I met my husband and it just kind of happened. We were really good friends for a while. And then um, it just kind of bloomed into a relationship. And then next thing I knew, it was like I was walking down the aisle and I thought, you know, thank God, thank God for this. Because if I was, you know, continuing with the plan that I had originally, I wouldn't be you know, happy, I wouldn't be fulfilled. I wouldn't have these amazing people in my life. I have, I'm blessed with amazing in-laws um, and an amazing husband, you know, and we get to live the life that we live now. And God just knew that this was what was meant to be for me and for my husband. And, you know, so I was just thinking the other day, like, I'm really thankful that it is God's will and not mine because his will is so much more amazing than anything that I could have thought of for myself. And, less hurtful and less, you know, uh, depressing than what I had planned for myself. Right. Um, and now I get to be a mommy. Um, I'm still going to school. Um, I'm planning on going to pharmacy school. I'm doing the prerequisites right now. I kind of, while I was in the Navy, I did kind of figure out what I wanted to be when I grow up and that's a pharmacist. (laughs) Um, and so I am going to school and staying at home with my precious baby boy and, um, just hanging out with my husband and we're just doing life and it's, it's just amazing. Um, so I don't know if that's what you wanted to hear, but I, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking while you're talking, um, that first of all, first of all, that's beautiful. That's an amazing story. And second of all, I feel like that that's very timely because there's been, there's been multiple people who've reached out to me in this past week and then met like just things that I've seen in, in the world. And I, I don't know if it's because we're getting, towards the holiday season or I mean I think it probably is because we're getting towards the holiday season a lot of it but you know there's there's a lot of women in particular who are just kind of like I don't understand why my life turned out like this like I had a plan and like now I don't know what to do and everything that I thought I was going to do is just disrupted whether it's a breakup whether it's a losing a job whether it's you know not not being where they want to be in the world um there's a lot of people who, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's tempting to feel that way as a young woman, because the Absolutely. thing is, I mean, I don't think I, I don't know one person who like knew what they wanted to be at eighth grade, knew, knew where they wanted to go. And then yeah. everything just turned out, just turned out exactly like that. Like that just doesn't happen. That's not real life. And of course it's fine to plan. And of course it's good to pray about our future and figure out, try to figure out what God wants for us. But ultimately, you know, like you said, God has a plan and God's plan might be much different, will likely be much different than we ever thought. And it's just kind of being, being open to God's plan. Do you have any, do you have any advice for that? Like, do you have any advice for, for girls who are kind of just like, well, I want to be open to God's plan, but I'm not really sure what that looks like. Like, do I just sit at home and like, just like, wait for God to tell me something? How do, how do I be open to his plan? I think, um, and actually, uh, Erica Kirk, I don't know if you yes, had, I do Carly know. Kirk's wife. Yeah. She, I went to YWLS 
a couple years ago and she was one of the speakers there and she talked about the season of waiting. And I, in the moment, I kind of thought, what is the season of waiting? And I kind of realized what that is. And I think that, um, you know, being a young woman, you have a lot of aspirations and you have a lot of dreams and you want these things, right? But you're not always going to get those things and life isn't always going to work out the way that you plan it. But that's okay. It is okay. And it's okay to be upset about that because in the moment, you know, when you're in the moment, those things, it hurts when something doesn't work out the way you want it to. And it's frustrating, but hold on to hope. And if something doesn't work out, don't let that ruin your life. Although it might seem world ending in the moment, hold on to hope. And, you know, you might really want to be a mom. Uh, You know, I didn't want to be a mom and a wife early on when I was a young woman. Um, You might be the same way that I was. And you might think, well, what is God's purpose for my life? You know, I don't want to be married. You know, you might, you might've been in the same shoes as me as a young, as a young girl in high school and middle school, you know, you might not have a healthy idea of a relationship. Um, but just let God, let God lead and enjoy that season of waiting. You know, you might really want to, um, go to school for something, or you might really want to start a family, but you're not in a relationship yet. And you, feel like you're running out of time or something. I feel like a lot of girls feel like they're running out of time. A lot well, of women who right. want to be yes. a wife and mom, but God's timing is perfect. Yeah. You, know, you might I feel was, like, yeah, that's exactly this. what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I love right? that. And so enjoy the place that you are right now. It's hard to do that because we are so the way our society is like, we're so we're progressing. It's like, everything's so fast right now. Right. Instant gratitude. Very just take a moment and pause and enjoy where you are right now. Get into the word, you know, grow your relationship with God. Um, you know, volunteer, get involved with your community. It's always amazing and fulfilling to get to give back. I find that that's such a wonderful thing. You know, if you're feeling like you don't really have a purpose in life right now, or maybe you're feeling kind of lost, get involved with your community, give back, you know, you'll find that that kind of gives you such a wonderful you know, purpose and, and, um, you get to help people in need. You get to help people in your community. You'll meet friends, you'll meet people. That's something I've loved is, um, getting to volunteer. I've met so many wonderful friends just getting to do that. Um, and especially if you're feeling like maybe, maybe you don't have a lot of friends right now, or maybe, you know, you're in the shoes that I was back then when I was, I had lost my best friend, um, getting involved with something, even if you don't want to, um, it kind of pushes you, forward and it kind of gets you uh around people that are maybe like-minded like you um but enjoy where you're at don't be so impatient because it's god's timing and he hears your prayers he hears you you know he's not ignoring you and you get to really when you're in that season of waiting you get to grow so much as as a person and on your own and when god is ready to bring that person into your life or bring that career path in your life or whatever it is that you're really wanting for, he will do that. And if it's not meant to be, you know, they always say like when a door closes, a window opens. And I think that's really true. You might be so dead set on something, but if that's not what God intends for you, it's, it's not that he's just not gonna, you know, 
I guess, how am I going to try to say this? If that's not what God intends for you, he might, it might be because there's something better for you, you mm-hmm. know? And, mm-hmm. and it's hard to remember that in the moment because you think this is what's best for me, but God knows better than you. And so he might just be like, hang on, I've got something better for you in store. And that was for me, man. I did not want to get married. I didn't want to have family. I didn't know what I want to do with my life. And then all of a sudden he kind of put this, you know, desire in my heart as far as like what I wanted to do with school. And it's worked out wonderfully. Um, And he brought my husband, Nathan, into my life. And I always like say that God must have just been chuckling at me because like I fell in love with my husband and I'm, I'm literally living the life that I said I didn't want, you know, and I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And so if I could go back in time and like, grab hold of my young self and say, listen, you know, just hold on, you know, just enjoy the season of waiting, grow as a person, you know, get into the word. And God has a beautiful plan for you. You just don't see it yet, but he does. Um, and so I think enjoying that season of waiting, if you're kind of not sure where your life is going to go yet. And every young woman has moments like that. You just enjoy that and use it as an opportunity to grow as a person. No, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I 100% agree. And I I also just want to highlight a couple things that you said, too, when you talk about, you know, this season of waiting. Yes, it's a season of waiting in some ways, right, for for your vocation, for your calling of possibly marriage, possibly something else, but also um, grow, grow personally, like you were saying, grow personally during this time grow your relationship with Christ, grow your relationship um, with others, you know? And even though we we all, all of our purpose is to know, love, and serve God, find a way that you can implement that purpose in your life right now. Um, I talked about this on the last podcast episode too, but I'll just say it again. I saw this awesome thing, this awesome just like chart on Instagram the other day that I thought was so cool. And it was, it was purpose. It showed like flames and one of them a set of flames was purpose fueled by passion and that or yeah no purpose fueled by pleasure the set of flames that was purpose fueled by pleasure was like this tiny flame and then the flame was huge and then the flame was like medium and it was just all over the place right and it was like you you feel like you have a purpose like your feeling of purpose every day fluctuates when your purpose is fueled by pleasure there's a lot of P words in this, in this yeah. <laughs> but when your purpose is fueled by passion, I believe, um, it, it's steady, you know, it's steady because you know what you're called to, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. Not necessarily that, you know, what you're supposed to be doing with your whole life, but you yeah. know why God put you here on this earth Absolutely. and your, your, um, purpose is steady. And so I think that's just a really cool image to have in your head that, this is why, you know, this is why when when we turn to these things, alcohol, drugs, all these other ways of fueling our, you know, these ways of pleasure of fueling our purpose, it's not going to work. It's going to it's going to cause us anxiety, depression, because we're not always going to feel the same. You know, we're going to feel different every day. And when, but when we turn to God, when we turn to uh, doing good it's you're going to have a constant sense of purpose, you know, because you know that, that that's what you're called to do with your life. So I think yeah. just to kind of end out, is there anything else you want to add? Because I think that just your story and just 
explaining that is just such a testament. You know, it's such a testament to how you thought your life was going to turn out completely differently. And then you can just tell in your voice, you're so happy right now. You're so happy. You're so fulfilled. <laughs> it's a good thing. And, um, and you, you're sharing that, you're sharing that with others. Um, gosh, um, I think just, just remember that God's will is much better than yours and God's timing is perfect. Um, and as far as like, you know, the pro-life movement, um, I got involved in that because a friend kind of asked me what my views on, what my views as far as life were. Um, I would consider myself, I considered myself pro-life, but like, I was kind of the person that was like, well, I mean, I don't know, I guess they're, I guess like rape and incest, you know, I guess those, you know, and she really challenged me. And this was a fellow uh, sailor in the Navy. She really challenged me to think differently about that. Um, and she encouraged me to get involved in the movement. She encouraged me to volunteer. Um, and I, I am so thankful that she did because in doing so in volunteering, um, I learned so much more about, you know, the Mm. pro-life movement and about what that mission was and what it looks like. And I fell in love with the people uh, yes. the community of the, just the women at like the pregnancy centers and things like that, um, that do that literally make it their mission in life to help women in need. And I was so inspired by that. And now in my own life, um, I actually volunteer in a lot of the same organizations that this, um, uh, sailor does. And oh, so we amazing. really kind of kept in touch and stayed close because of that. And so, uh, you know, sometimes just getting involved in, in volunteering and giving back doing those acts yeah. of service might help you find, you know, that passion and purpose yeah. in life. Especially you, right. Especially if you're, and we have to end in like a minute. So we'll end with this, but especially if you're, you know, curious about something like you were about the pro-life movement and now look at what you're doing, get involved because, you know, knowledge is key. Education is key. And that will help you get educated on whatever it is that you're curious of in being a part of. Well, thank you so much for being on. This was wonderful. I loved hearing your story. And, you know, we might just have to have you on again because we're kind of getting cut short by the time. But thank you so much for being on. And to all of our listeners, I will see you next Monday. And everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, bye.